everyone, and in today's episode I'm joined with Nikki, and, and Nikki has Crohn's disease, and, and today we're going to be hearing about her journey, so thank you Nikki um, for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, um, it's um, it's um, it's going to be a, a really nice chat, Nikki, because um, I know like um, you like I think when we talked but talked before we started, and uh, you said that you were diagnosed when you were 16, like, like me as well. So um, yeah. yeah. So it, just start off with um, Nikki, if you say a little bit about yourself. Sure. My name, my people call me Nikki. Nikki, that's my nickname. Okay. Um, my real name is Nicole Watson. Um, I live in Baltimore, Maryland. Um, I have one son. He's 12. Um, I enjoy spending time with family and friends, shopping, going out to eat, um, traveling when I can, um, and just helping others. I have a real passion for helping others. I love kids. I used to work with children for a really long time, and just enjoy your life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, at the moment, like um, it's quite hard to do things, isn't it? Um, right. Little, little slower than what yeah. we expected it to be, and much long for much longer than we expected it to be. Yeah, yeah. I think um, like uh, like it, it, it like it, it because it, it's been going on quite a long time. You, know, you think it's enough is enough. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, it, it gets hard at times. Um, you try to find the positive things throughout yeah. each day. And I, I can say, I mean, even though it gets a little frustrating at times, many blessings have come from it. So gotta yeah. take you know deal with the bed. No, I, I definitely agree although you like well, well, we could easily just sit down each day and, and be, be quite down about it like with the situation like I'm like you um I, I like to find the, the good things about it um because the, the, although there's quite a lot of bad things about it there's a there's quite a lot of good things as well absolutely I agree yeah because um I, I've, I've always said this um, like style of podcast, um, I, I probably wouldn't have thought of it if the pandemic didn't. There was no like pandemic, and you'd be indoors more. Right, that's true. That's very true. Um, like, uh, like, I, 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 I think that like because like um, we all like to like socialize like um, with like like face to face contact, and unfortunately right. that that's very limited by doing right. that. So I think, um, like talking on like we are now, like a uh, like um, face to face, but on a screen. If no, it's not as uh, like like you'd prefer to meet people in person. But at least we have the internet. Exactly, technology definitely has helped us out in those type of areas. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think we will be lost without it. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Me. Although, um, it, I think it is, it, it is also good not to be on like the internet all, like, all the time because um, how bad it can impact you just uh, yeah. on it all the time. But it's, um, I think it's very important. Do, do you think it's very important to like still connect with like friends and family? Yes, yes. And like you said, you still take your breaks in between because sometimes you can, it can get a little overwhelming. You know, social media can get a little overwhelming. So. I definitely, I agree. Take your breaks and come back, do it all over again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You come back and then, like, uh, you go on your phone and then uh, uh, people asking, well, where you been for a couple of days? <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> but, um, and then um, you kind of have to explain, uh, I wasn't on my phone, I switched off. <laughs> right. But, um, I, I, I tend to do that sometimes and um, sometimes I do warn people that I'm doing that jerk just to give them a morning it's not because I'm like annoying you or anything it's just because you need it you do need a break and maybe need time to yourself it's your personal time to yourself or whatever it is the break that you need for whatever reason you know and um, I do the same thing I'll you know there's times when I've taken breaks into social media and I'll just put you know on break or whatever disconnecting to reconnect you know because sometimes you have to find that private time just to reconnect with yourself sometimes you know so I definitely feel that it's needed and it is very important like I said, social media, you know, technology in itself has taken over a lot of our lives in many ways. So sometimes it can be a little overwhelming and we, we tend to rely on it a little more than what we probably should. So it's just, you know, getting back to like some of the basics of things, you know, keeping things a little more simple. Yeah, yeah I think, um, like, um, I think, like, like, as you say, like, keeping things simple and there's a, uh, like, a, it, I think I think actually 
during the last pandemic, um, they, like I don't think there was any like phones or anything. We had to kind of find stuff to do without your phones, <laughs> which now like it can be hard to imagine. But there are quite a lot of things you can do. I think going out for walks is really important as well. like lots of things have got cancelled I would have thought uh, last year and uh, probably this year as well now um, because it's, it's still going on yeah. but, um, do, you, do you like um, like like, like going go, go to your Crohn's because uh, you said um, that you was diagnosed when you were 16 um, like um, do you remember like that whole experience like with getting diagnosed and everything um, so I was 16 I was in 10th grade um I had caught like the flu. It was more like flu symptoms that I was having, um, but they persisted longer than what we expected, and they kind of progressed and started being, you know, unbearable. So um, one of the one of the things that was really um, alarming was I started to lose weight, and I've always been on the heavy side when I was younger, and like my weight was just going down tremendously, and it wasn't. I mean, even though I was sick, it wasn't like I wasn't eating. But nothing was staying in me. Um, I was constantly going to the bathroom with diarrhea. Um, even liquid-wise, I wasn't even able to hold down liquid. So, um, my mom had called my primary doctor. And at first, they just thought that I just really had a bad case of the flu. So they just kept pumping me with antibiotics after antibiotics. And when they realized that wasn't helping, that's when um, he, he told me to come into the office. And we did what's called a cigostomy. And that is a shorter version of a colonoscopy. And back then, you were woke. So, um, yeah, so I felt every piece of that black, <laughs> like a black tube that goes in you. And it's like a machine next to you that gives them signals or whatever. So it was rough. Um, I don't wish that pain on anybody. Yeah, it isn't nice, is it? Right. And um, so after after that test that's when he realized that it wasn't you know me suffering from the flu and he saw some um issues that could possibly mean that um i was having some ibd issues so he referred me to a specialist a gi specialist and when i was referred to the gi specialist i had tests like having to drink the barium solution that's where you know, it lights up your intestines so that they can see type of inflammation or anything that's going on. And, but my body was in such a bad state at that time. I had to take the test several times because I couldn't withhold the medication. I, a lot of times I would vomit it back up. Um, so after I was finally able to get everything done successfully and also have a colonoscopy done, that's when about, it was about a year, a good year and a half later, I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease. Um, and my Crohn's has always been more in like my small intestines and my rectum area. Um, and as time went on, um, as when I was younger, I basically was dealing with like the diarrhea, being fatigued, um, weight loss. Um, I suffered with a lot of depression because I was young. Um, I didn't really know how to maneuver and navigate through life or even socially because I was in and out of the bathroom so much that I didn't really want to go out and enjoy or have fun because it was always me having to worry about having to go to the bathroom and things like that or the fact of eating something and getting sick. So a lot of times it was me just being with my mom or around, you know, close family or just in the house, um, which really kind of took away from my prime years, you know, because like I said, I was young. So I didn't really get time to enjoy some of the things that I wish I could have enjoyed. Um, along with not knowing about the disease. Um, you know, back then, it wasn't really heard of. Um, me being an African-American female, I didn't see anybody that looked like me that had the disease. I didn't see anybody at the doctor's office that had the disease. I, I felt like I was the youngest person out here with the disease, you know, so it was like, I had so many questions. Like, and then I was that why me person back then because I, I just didn't understand. And my spiritual growth wasn't where it is now today. Um, so I, I had I had a lot of you know reservations as to what my life was gonna look like at after the fact of knowing that this is not something that's gonna go away and how was I gonna be able to accept it along with moving on and trying to continue with life. Um, and it took 
fight just sometimes. Um, you know, like anything, some days were better than others. Um, but I would honestly say when I got in my 20s um, and just started trying to understand my disease more, um, I started researching a little bit more. And around that time, Remicade had started coming out. So I had finally agreed to take Remicade. I was kind of hesitant to take it at first because I just felt like, you know, that's a powerful drug to be taken where I only have to go a certain amount of time to get the infusions done. So I just felt like, well, how is that going to affect my body in other ways? Because I still wanted to be a mom, you know, I still wanted to make sure that it wasn't going to affect anything else health-wise besides me having problems. Um, so I, like I said, I eventually agreed to it, did really well on it. Um, and actually I got pregnant um, while I was on it. And unfortunately, when I was in my fourth month, I miscarried. And that really did a down spell for me because I was told by my doctor at that time that I wasn't going to be able to carry children because of how severe that my Crohn's was at that time and the fact that the medications that I was going to have to taking for the rest of my life. Um, so that really put a damper on me. Um, took me back into like a little darkness as to so what do I do now, you know? Um, and four years later, I just, I wasn't feeling right, but it wasn't a feeling right of feeling like it was Crohn's. I felt like I was pregnant, but I was like, no, like I can't be pregnant. You know, I was told, again, not relying on my faith. And I was like, no, I was told I couldn't have kids, you know? And sure enough, I went and got a pregnancy test and came back positive. And then I went to the doctor, did a blood test and another pregnancy test and sure enough I was pregnant. Um, and that was actually um, the best time, I would say, of my whole time having Crohn's because that's, I was really like in remission. Like, I didn't have any symptoms. I was totally healthy. Um, all my lab work was excellent. And I carried my son full time delivered a healthy baby and that really was the silver lining that made me start looking at life differently and I promised myself and I promised to God that I was going to change my outlook on how I was dealing with my illness along with how I was dealing with life in general accepting what was um, and my ultimate prayer has always been since had my son was that no matter what I have to do to strive and struggle and to build my strength is that God would just allow me to be here to be his mom to watch and see him grow and that would be by any means necessary whatever I would have to do health-wise to make sure that you know I'm here for him so um in doing that delivered my son um September of 2008 and my body went straight downhill and um, normally they tell you you know after 10 years you have your first surgery well I had went past the 10 year mark so I, that was a blessing in itself so I did end up having my first major surgery um, I had a bowel resection um, and after that it was like obviously every every year something else was popping up I wasn't getting the surgery every year but every year it was like something different was happening and you know I'm getting older so my, my body was changing and going through those changes too I mean not that I'm old I'm still I'm still young I'm still I'm still young maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but um <laughs> uh, mentally my mentally my mind probably telling me something else but as far as I'm concerned I'm still young <laughs> but um so after I had my bowel reception I had lost like 100 pounds I literally was weighing like around 100, 110 at the most. And I'm almost six feet. So that's not a good look for me. Um, I could literally count my ribs. So um, it, that was hard in itself, seeing myself like that. Um, because a lot of times what we don't realize is how it affects, how our disease affects us mentally. And, you know, looking at myself you know, I, you know, we're always considered to be the invisible disease because we don't look like our disease. But there are times when our symptoms actually have the physical look of, you know, 
depression and you know trying to understand like wow like my, this is really how my body looks right now and not knowing you know it's like I know I didn't do this to myself but at the same time it's like how do I get past looking at the fact that this is how I look right now um and at that time I'm still you know my son was still little so I'm juggling with trying to be active an active mom with an infant along with trying to cope with the fact that my body is in a total shock and it's it's taking more time to heal from the surgery along with me trying to rebuild my body back up so that was a little struggle in itself um got over that hump um but still start i still kept struggling with the fact of having the diarrhea i struggled with the fact of having like the fistulas and at that time when the fistulas would come, they would be so unbearable sometimes that I couldn't sit down. Um, sometimes they would drain and bleed so bad that the pain was so un um, unbearable. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm, I could be fine, and then if one of my fistulas would start to form, it's like, I'm literally sitting on pillows, I got blankets underneath me. If I'm driving, I got a pillow in my car, you know? Because <laughs> it's like, I'm trying, to, I'm trying not to put the pressure on it, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, so, um, they are very not nice because uh, I've had one since I would say by getting diagnosed in 2017. I'd say having one and um, like especially as well having blood in stools in the past. I think maybe that's kind of maybe a little bit because of having a fistula um, because uh, it does so many different things, doesn't it? Like even if you're going out for a walk. Uh, you feel it and it's not very right. nice Robin, right yeah. right right and that, that was my thing like it was like out at that so i mean i never after losing the weight off and on but my body never got back i never got back real heavy like this is the heaviest this between the end of last year and this year this is the heaviest that i've been and this that's been a struggle in itself that's a whole nother story but <laughs> i was able to stay around like the 200 215 mark so i was but at the same time, it was like the rubbing of the fistula. It was it would cause even more problems. And then if they would keep when they would keep reoccurring, it was like like how do I how do I get past this? Because a lot of times, if they were really bad, I would get a fever really bad. I would I would have any type of energy, and you know just to keep being on an antibiotic is one thing to help with the infection. But my body would still be so drained from dealing with everything. It's like, you know, trying to get back on track, I would have to be put on steroids. And I'm not a real fan of being on prednisone, but, you know, prednisone is, you know, the go-to to to be a quick fixer, you know what I mean? But at the yeah. same time, it does have the backlash of the, the symptoms that come along with it, you know, and the side effects. Um, so, um, long story short, after years of dealing with the fistulas, I finally was able to get a C-Tom put in. Um, and I wore a C-Tom for quite some time, um, over five years. And it actually helped to prevent the fistulas to keep reoccurring and to keep the drainage down. So that was a plus for me. Um, prior to, um, if I go back a little bit, when I was first diagnosed, I also, actually my first surgery was to have my gallbladder removed because I had a gallbladder attack. Um, way before I had got pregnant, and so I had my goal. I've had my gallbladder removed. I've had the bowel resection, and I've had a C-ton. And so, recently in 2018, um, even with having a C-ton, being on Remicade after Remicade, I was on Numera. I've done all the biologic. I've been on every medicine except Intivio. I mean, the list is so long, but but um, I've been on Remicade. I've been on Numera. I've been on Simzia. Right now, I'm currently on Stellara, and I've been on Stellara going on five years now, so kind of at my mark of, you know, how well it's working. It's not giving me 100%, but at the same time, I can't come off of it because right now, there's not much on the market for me to switch to, so my doctor's trying to, you know, play around with the dosage of how we can keep things going and still give me some relief. Um, but after I... Um, after I had my surgery with the C-Ton in 2018, um, right before that, I started getting strictures for bed. Um, so that's where my hole just kept closing in. And I actually was getting dilated every time I would have my colonoscopy done. 
done. And ever since I've had Crohn's, I get a colonoscopy every year. Um, because I have what you call moderate to severe Crohn's. And then I have what you also call Crohn's colitis. Yeah. Um, and that's where I have the, I have a lot of inflammation in my colon. Um, well, yeah. Yeah, so, um, 2018 had to go in for emergency um, surgery because I went on on a Saturday um, to have a colonoscopy and my doctor wasn't able to dilate me at all. Called my colon rectal surgeon and on Monday he called me and told me I had to come in for emergency surgery to get a nostalgia. Um So, at that time it was. Um, it wasn't much thinking that I could do. Um, I knew that was my only way to continue to fulfill some type of a healthy life. Um, hard to accept, but you know, given the circumstances that I was in, wasn't a really hard decision to make because I knew, you know, that was my only real hope. Um, so I have a, I have a permanent colostomy. Last year, 2000, January of 2019, I went back in for surgery. I had my rectum removed, and um, I had my colostomy. I had my stoma resized. Um, I still have a colostomy, but he just made my stoma size smaller. Um, and I do call my stoma. I named my stoma little O, <laughs> <laughs> just because he's little and he's round and just just to give connection to me. I don't want to, I didn't want to keep calling him my stoma. <laughs> so. Yeah, oh, I, um, yeah, I see a lot, quite a lot of people have uh, names for their stomas. Yeah. Like, like their little friend. <laughs> yeah, because um, when I first got my ostomy, the ostomy nurse came in and so I kept saying stoma. I was like, my stoma this, my stoma that. She was like, let me give you a little secret. She was like, you have to call it your stoma. She was like, you can name it. I was like, name it. <laughs> what kind of name I'm gonna give it? So she was like, make up something. She was like, something that you can identify with, something that's that you feel unique with. So I was like, oh, okay. So I just came up with a little bow, nothing big. Just... <laughs> yeah. But um, so that surgery, I was only supposed to be in there for three to five days. Unfortunately, um, so along with the symptoms that I was having, I was also having. Vaginal fistulas and um, a lot of problems down in that area. So, in order to, what happened was my my actual vaginal wall had collapsed, and the damage from the scar tissue and the damage from the Crohn's eating away at it was basically a hole there. And your rectum and your vaginal wall in a woman is connected together, so I didn't have that extra wall. So um, I had agreed to have my gratulous muscle in my right leg taken out to rebuild my wall. And in doing that, um, complications set in and I did have an infection take place in my leg. The wall was able to be rebuilt and everything, but it was a little flap that at the end of my thigh that had put infection. So it landed me to stay in the hospital for a month kidney failure um, I ended up having to have two more surgeries done so um, when I had woke up from the first original surgery I was only probably awake maybe if 24 hours and my whole leg had turned red so that's how they knew the infection instead of um, their first um, decision was just to make a small incision to let some of the infection out to drain it then once that didn't work, I had to go back down for surgery for them to drain. And open up my, I, I actually had my, my whole thigh opened up in two, two pieces. Um, I ended up having to have a wound back to close the hole. And it was a lot. Um, I went through therapy. I had home therapy um, come to my home for at least, here, at least a good six to eight months to help me out. Um, my mom was here. She's a lifesaver. She doesn't live here in Maryland with me, but she was able to come here and help me. I think it's a uh, really good that like you have like that good support because I think I think that's really important like um, especially when you are going through a not a, a not a great time. Yeah, that's, I think that's really important to me since because 
you know, we never know what's going to happen. Um, things are always so unpredictable. And we never know, you know, the time frame of how long we're going to be down. So that support system is extremely helpful, not just in times that we're down, but just to have somebody that, you know, has, has kind of been there along your journey that understands some of the things that you've been through. Might not understand everything, but, you know, they're there to listen. They're there to hold your hand. They're there to go to the doctor's visit just give you that uplifting spirit you know to let you know you know you're not alone yeah that's something that I struggled with when I was younger I just felt I felt alone because I I didn't know nobody had it I didn't know about it and it's like it took so long for me to see other people you know to find out that you know I'm not the only person out here living with Crohn's you know so it's like once I saw that you know but then just still trying to connect with people, you know, to understand, you know, what, what are some of the things that they've dealt with? Because I, I, I truly am a big advocate of understanding that everybody has a different pathway. Yes, we all are in the IBD community, but all of us have gone through different symptoms and, you know, trials and tribulations of being misdiagnosed and, you know, some of the things that we've gone through. And it's, you know, it's amazing to hear other people's stories and that's another reason I commend people like you and so many others out here who are reaching out and allowing the IBD community to share their stories because this is what we need. We need, you know, we need to share our voice. We need to give light to our voice so that others can, you know, be inspired so that others can help along their journey. You know, somebody that's just starting out and doesn't know which way to turn or what to expect, you know, so I, I, I really, I really appreciate the community, how we all network together really find a way to you know uplift each other and help each other along the way yeah it's hard. Uh, I, I totally agree because I, 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 I'll stem it to you in a way when I was diagnosed because um I was quite I was 16 I didn't know anything about Crohn's and I uh when I was diagnosed I thought I was alone quite a bit because I, uh, I didn't know anyone had it and then finding out like going to these different groups where people different activities where you can do stuff with people that have Crohn's and finding out there's a lot of people that have it and it makes you feel better even though um, I, like, I do like now like um, like telling people about it like um, I lie about my Crohn's if they want to learn about it I think because there's still lots of people who don't know about it and like it's like anything really like we don't know everything but you, you learn things so, right, we learn as we go. Right, yeah. right, that's true. Yeah, and like, 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 like for me, I, I, I lost quite a lot of weight as well, and um, I like, I wasn't eating anything, and I wasn't, um, I had to have those liquid like drinks that you have, and right. I, I didn't like them either, <laughs> so I was kind of stuck there. But um, I did. Uh, I, I, like I did eat, but as soon as I ate something, I was like full because I'm out of the horrible pain you get in, right. and like you get really bloated, and then yeah. um, I nearly that's was gonna have surgery. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like you too. I couldn't. Um, so a lot of times after my surgery, they'd be like, you know, drink boost, drink Ensure, but I I couldn't drink those because they would still make me sick because to me they still. It still feels like me drinking milk, you know what I mean? So I couldn't <laughs> drink those. So I, this last surgery that I had in 2019, um, the hospital had um, Ensure Clear, and it was the juice kind. So I was throwing them back, and I was like, oh, I was like, I like these. So <laughs> I was hooked, and <laughs> that's what I came home on because I was like, oh, I found something that I can drink. Because like you said, my stomach was real still sensitive and I was still getting kind of bloated. So my body was, it, was, it wasn't really, you know, doing well taking solid food. So I basically was doing more of my liquid and soft foods. But I made sure I was getting them insure clears in. And plus they have protein in it. So I, and one thing I've been learning is to make sure that I'm getting as much protein as I need, you know, to help me. But um, yeah, I was the same way. I was like, I ain't drinking that stuff. <laughs> and I was like, that stuff tastes nasty. And then, and then like I said, it was still bothering me. So I was like, I don't want it. <laughs> I was glad. So I was glad to find that insure clear because I was like, oh, this is like a juice. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, I can, I, but I can only drink it cold. I can only drink it if it's real cold. So I was like, well, 
I was like, just bring me those. I'll drink those between that and cranberry juice. I'll drink that cranberry juice and water. That's, that's what I was drinking. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, when I was diagnosed, um, I was told I was quite lucky because like my, my parents kind of pushed to get appointments because I wasn't going to get an appointment, and uh, I, like my consultant said, uh, it was a good job you had this like um, like had these like procedures and tests at this time because I would have needed surgery and um, I, I didn't have surgery in the end, which was good and not fun that I have Crohn's and not knowing about it, learning about it, and like. Um, been all, all different medications you go on, like first steroids, which um, like um, in a way that, that was good. I knew, like in a way don't want to go on steroids, but that helping like maybe me eating, like right. eating more, and then because like when you do look at pictures at a lot of yourself, and that's maybe like how much weight you lost there, and like other people not noticing it, like like um, like, like as we said before, like it not being like other people to see I think with Crohn's it kind of goes in your appearance doesn't it like what people look like not what's going exactly. on the inside exactly that's very true a lot of times you know and I think I don't even think it's just with Crohn's I think people yeah. when you say you have a disease or you you know you're sick they, they're looking for you to look sick you know what I mean so yeah. that's something I think we need to work on just as humans period you know we don't always have to look like what we how we feel, you know. And definitely with definitely with um, Crohn's and ulcerative colitis, it's not always. It's very rare that you find a look for real. I mean, you know. Yeah. So, and then when you do, people still question it. It's like, what happened? You know what I mean? Crohn's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think people are behind. Like, 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 they're behind what's going on. Like with. With us, because I think some some people focus on that don't look at that, do they? They they, they just focus on themselves. That's true. Yeah. But um, I think it's, it, it's been really. I, I think it's been really cool. Um, the social media. Um, I can definitely say that I have learned so much in the last two years, maybe even more. Um, just connecting with people in the IBD community so much that I now. Am an advocate for Crohn's and colitis, um, and it's like, you know, the more you talk about it, and the more you start networking with people, you learn so much, and you're like, wow, like I didn't know that, you know, that could happen, or you know, so it's like I said, everybody's journey is different, and I think we all, you know, benefit from each other of um, learning the pathways that each person has gone through along with, you know, helping each other is how we can proceed forward, you know, because this, this journey, you know, doesn't have a, a ending yet, you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. My, 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 my hope is that, um, that the advocacy that I do will one day, I will one day be able to see the rewards of a cure coming um, or just being able to help and inspire others along their journey, anybody that's new in the journey, anybody that is helping someone along their journey. Because I think sometimes we forget about those who are caregivers that help people that have Crohn's, you know, like people that have younger kids and their parents are dealing with it. It's, you know, Crohn's doesn't just affect the individual, it affects everybody around you too, close to you. Um, I think it's really important that, you know, we shed light and give grace to everyone around us, you know. That was that was a big reason why I joined um, Color of Crohn's and Chronic Illness, which is a big um, nonprofit organization that's on social media, both Facebook and Instagram. And we basically, you know, have been able to really reach out to the black and brown faces of the IBD community that really didn't realize this many, you know, warriors were amongst them. You know, and I say warriors, I don't like to just call us you know IVD I like I like to call us warriors because we fight each and every day and we have the armor of strength that we build along our journey to keep going and, and try to get through each day no matter what happens and again that what that what happened can be anything 
because we can wake up and feel one way and in no time you know something can come in our path to try to tear us down or make us upset or sad and you know you gotta fight through it you know so I think that's that 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 really entails a lot of warrior strength and, um and maybe everybody might not consider themselves a warrior everybody you know has their views on being called strong and being called brave um but the titles that we develop along this journey um are very rewarding in the sense that when you learn how to adjust to your journey in life, whether it's Crohn's, whether it's cancer, whatever it is, we're all warriors. We, we all adapt in some type of way that we build a strength. And through strength, we grow. Through our challenges, we grow. Um, so I think it's really important that, you know, and even through growing, you grow through helping someone else as well. You know, you doing this podcast and and sharing awareness to the IBD community and those who are listening who are not even in the IBD community. You are you are you are growing not only in yourself but you're growing within the community to help others, you know, understand what's actually happening amongst us and around us. Um, and also, you know, to bring awareness, you know, it's something that is not always talked about. I one commend you because you are a male. We don't have a lot of males that are willing to talk about it. You know, a lot of times you hear the females talk and you don't have a lot of males that will shed light on their journey. And that's just in general with, with health, period. You don't have a lot of males that are gonna talk about health. So I commend you with that because that's important. And it's easier to hear it from a male to a male than it is from a female to a male, if you understand what I mean. You know what yeah, I mean? yeah. So, and then you're young too, you know. So you, you're you're rocking it. You're killing it. So <laughs> I, I, I really applaud you. I really do. I think it was really, really awesome. I think um, you are doing an amazing job, and I really think that you have been inspiring so many, probably that you don't even realize. Because a lot of times we're, yeah, doing, I think we're so, working yeah. in our passion, we don't realize, we don't always recognize and realize who we're helping. You know, we're just doing what feels right to us. You know, and but I just wanted, I do want to put that out there that, you know, what you're doing is actually, it's awesome. Thank you, Nikki. I think, like, with the awareness you do as well, I think that, that, that's really good. And as you like to say, um, like, with, um, like, with, with, like, raising awareness for Crohn's disease and um, IBD and ulcerative colitis as well, because I, I think, um, like, I think, like, now, like, um, Although ulcerative colitis is part of the IBD community, I think you hear a bit, a bit more about Crohn's, don't you, than you do ulcerative colitis because it's more known. And I think, like um, with ulcerative colitis, although it, 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 they are um, part of the IBD community, but they are similar to Crohn's in a way as well. They are very similar. Right, that's very true. I learned a lot doing um, um, Crohn's and Colitis Awareness Week. I, I really learned a lot this year. Um, I participated for the first time in a really big way. So um, it was really amazing just to hear people's stories, people who had ulcerative colitis and people who had Crohn's. Um, it, it, it really was powerful just to see everybody's story and you know what they're doing in their journeys now as far as advocacy or, you know, whatever profession they have that helps just to inspire you know everybody is not just you know working in the IBD to just advocate some people you know some of their entrepreneurships you know are geared toward inspiring others whether it's you know being a public speaker or you know being a life coach or whatever um, um, I think it's I think it's really awesome um, I said some of the people that I was able to network and meet, it was, it was really nice. Um, a different side of things, you know. Sometimes we, sometimes we can dwell on some of the sad things, and I'm not big on dwelling on the sad things. I like to find the light and positive. I like to laugh. I like to find some humor in things. Um, so, along with you know, like I said, I, I think it's very important that you share your highs and your lows. But I don't think dwell on your lows you know what I mean because sometimes when we sit in our pain we become the pain you know what I mean yeah so 
Yeah, I like I like to find some balance in it, um, and that's with life in general. I don't I don't like to sit sit in pain. That's why people always be like. A lot of times people be like, I, I didn't know nothing was wrong with you. Well, I didn't necessarily put it out there. You know what I mean? Yeah, because I think everyone is different within anything actually, not just Crohn's. Like it's up to like the person if they do want to speak about something, like um, like like at the start when I knew I had a fistula, I wouldn't go saying it wouldn't come up in conversation. Uh, like you say, oh, look, I've got a fistula. <laughs> um, right. But um, but now like a fair few people on my podcast have like got fistulas and like you feel more comfortable speaking about like, like today we've been speaking about fistulas the different things you feel more comfortable with someone who's had that experience like yourself absolutely i i agree i um i do i agree with you saying as far as how open we are it takes levels everybody's not at the same level with that and 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 we don't have to open up about everything we, we can still have a level of privacy of what we feel comfortable with and what we want to share um and like you said everybody is not at that point of wanting to talk about their journey but many are willing to listen you know so again it's just finding that balance and still even those who are out here like me and you talking about it we still want to be heard and inspired too we want somebody to help us too you know we we all still need support <laughs> yeah we do, yeah right so it's it's just putting all the foundations in one pot and just you know grabbing what you need at, at whatever time you need it for wh- wherever you are in your journey you know um just 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 as well um when we are speaking out and those who are not at that point you eventually see them start speaking like like you know what I'm ready you know so everybody has their own timing with that and and that's perfectly fine I don't I don't I don't want anybody to feel that they have to push themselves into speaking about their journey but I want everybody to understand that they're not alone I do want them to know that yeah I think um, it is okay to speak about it because I I, I do know some people are more private about things like um maybe okay in like separate like maybe like social media account just to base it on and learning things from that um right. and like i think like it's okay if you do want to keep things private but it can take everyone everyone everyone's different which is a really a good thing because um but like but being different like we all take things at a different time like right. um like maybe because i'm i'm quite i'll say i'd say i'm young i wouldn't say i'm old yet <laughs> but um <laughs> um but me being like maybe like, like 19 at the moment um like me being at my age and maybe someone who is a maybe in a tw- like 20s 30s I, I haven't been um i've not chosen to speak out about it and, and that's completely fine and of course we all get diagnosed at different ages don't we so um it, like um it, yeah, it's like you said i mean at 16 you wouldn't have caught me talking about it you Just know that you're not in this alone and that there are people out here who are being a voice for this community and who are helping others understand that each of us have dealt with things in similarity but just in different pathways. I think like it, it's just good that we all have our own journey and 
like we can do what we want with it like really um you can like um like it's always good to maybe uh even if you don't want to speak about it to um like uh, out loud to everybody you can also like message people can't you during the ibd community like saying uh, maybe asking questions like have you been like like um what medication are you on because uh, you do find, like, I found that I've had uh, like people on the same medication than me, or still on it, and it yeah. maybe didn't work out for me. And uh, like, and uh, I haven't even reached out to people about, like, I reached out to a girl recently about um, a surgery that I have coming up, and I also reached out about my previous surgery. Like, you know, because when you see other people that have gone through you, I know me, I be wanting to know, like, how, how did how did that how did that work out for you? You know what I mean? You know. <laughs> She, I be wanting to know, so you know it's good to it's good that you have you know that type of option to speak with others who are willing, to, you know, who are willing to share, you know, parts of their journey. You know, again, like I said, it's cool, you know, it's your own preference, but it is very helpful. So yeah. I appreciate it. I, I know that you know I make it I make it aware to anyone that I'm talking to that they can reach out to me at any time. I don't I don't mind talking. And I have private moments that I don't share as well, but and I don't I don't always it doesn't always have to be about Crohn's. You could just need somebody just to talk to you. You know what I mean? In general, you know, it's whatever. Yeah. I've always been a people person. I've always been there to want to help others and just be that listening ear. Um, I know what that's like to sometimes not have that. Yeah, well, I think it's like that is very important. Like maybe especially during like a global pandemic as well like knowing that it's all over the world and like there's going to be people that maybe need someone to talk to about um, like, like anything absolutely and definitely because um you know even with the pandemic i'm pretty sure mentally it has affected a lot of people because we've had to make some adjustments of how we go to our health care providers you know how we adapt to we are normal um, our normal routine of handling appointments and procedures and you know medications and I know like with my my home pharmacy you know I, I was able to have my ostomy supplies supplied to me in a three-month span you know what I mean so you know that like I said you know many different things can be affected you know not just the disease itself pandemic has definitely been I know for me an eye opener in a lot of ways because um, sometimes we do take things for granted you know and we we don't never know what tomorrow's going to bring we don't know what the next minute's going to bring um, so we definitely have to appreciate things more and definitely have to um, be willing to accept change you know sometimes change is not always going to comfortable and, and this pandemic has definitely showed us that it's not always comfortable <laughs> no it's definitely not and i think um like especially if it, it could be like very warm for like um maybe for everybody but for for, for um like maybe people like have to have crohn's and like like us or to have like, ibd it can be very worrying just knowing that mate like you don't know what's gonna, tomorrow's gonna bring with like crohn's and you, you don't you don't know if someone like you get pain or something like that and the very scary thing i think is maybe it ended up at a hospital knowing where like coronavirus like quite a lot of people, people go and, it, and you just i think that's the worrying thing about getting it right and i think that's like you said because i know for me in the beginning i wasn't real keen on going in you know going in for my office business i was i was okay with going virtual because I didn't want to catch anything you know what I mean so um, but I also knew that the opportunity was there if things you know got worse and I needed to go in which I've I've had to go in but um, yeah I was scared too at first like I'm not going in there you know what I mean (laughs) yeah Uh, how are you doing like in the moment with your Crohn's um it's a little up and down right now um I'm actually about to have a surgery later in the month at the end of the month um, I have developed a peristormal hernia so I have to get that repaired um, 
and along with I am I'm actually in a flare you know again you would be able to know but I am in a flare but um and again like I said a lot of it has to do with the fact that the medicine that I've been on I've been on it so long that my body is starting to you know reject it a little bit so yeah, yeah. Like, like, uh, like, uh, like, like you say, like, if you didn't say it was in a flare, I wouldn't know because just the way, like, maybe you're speaking, it, like, you just don't know what's going on with someone else, do you? Right, you just never know. And that's in life in general, I think. We don't always, I mean, like I said, we, we, we look, we're looking for something to look a certain way, you know? What yeah. Somebody, you could go to work and the person sitting next to you, you don't know what they dealt with before they walked in that door, you know what I mean? But they put on their work face and get it done, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, or, like you never know, like, what someone else is going through. And, right. Like, um, like, like, it, 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 like, like, which is good that, like, if you find people that don't judge you and you go to the people that who don't, like, 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 who are like nice like I haven't personally found anyone like in the RBD community who would who, who would be like nasty to you or anything so I think like it is always good like just to maybe message someone if you're feeling like a bit down about anything right yep I agree I agree um, I mean I will say like I said my, my ostomy really um really did a 360 as far as me being able to enjoy life more I don't have I don't have the anxiety I still I'm not gonna say I don't I have anxiety but I don't have that anxiety of always having to figure out where bathroom is because for me everywhere I went I knew where the cleanest bathroom was and I knew what route to take to get there the fastest you know so you have to train your mind for that and it becomes so repetitive and you in the car you gotta go to the bathroom can only imagine how fast your anxiety kicks in and you're trying to get to where you need to get to go to the bathroom you know what I mean? <laughs> um I definitely don't miss that at all like that is that is so stressful it's so stressful and lord don't let me have on my cute outfit and I gotta hurry and get to the bathroom because you're not gonna mess up this outfit girl but you know um those are the the silver linings that have come as far as being able to be more active with my son, um, be able to go out places and stay longer and enjoy more time out socially, uh, to be able to travel. I know for a lot of a lot of times I wouldn't travel because, and when I would, I would pump myself up with Imodium so that I wouldn't have to use the bathroom on a plane. Um, like I said, my mom doesn't live in the states with me anymore here in Maryland, so I would have to travel to see her, but. I mean, I would pop myself with my modium because I wouldn't have to, I, I didn't want to have to go to the bathroom. Um, and then even like with going out, a lot of times I would be, has, I would go out and eat and half the time I'm bringing all the food back because after two bites, my stomach hurting and I gotta go to the bathroom. You know what I mean? So this, um, it has, it really has allowed me to enjoy life more. Um, and really understand life more and to take it more serious. I don't think I was actually giving my all towards being able to live a fulfilling life because I was I was trying to focus so much on how do I beat this disease, you know what I mean? And a lot of times I was giving I was giving power to my disease. When I, learned, when I started to learn that I really do have power over my disease, that's when I started seeing the changes in things. Like I said, for a long time, I, I allowed Crohn's to take over my life. Um, but not anymore. You know, I still, like I, I mean, I still have my bad days. I still have my bad weeks. Sometimes months. But I really try to do my best to push forward and make it happen sometimes yeah yeah i think it's like like as you said like as you say like it's a way i think it it's like um like we do have a bad days and good days and uh, like you just don't know when they are gonna happen like it's a, you, you tend to find out during the day it's not as soon as you wake up like you might mayb
one day you wake up and you think, oh, I'm in pain. It's, it's not, it's not going to be a great day, is it? But, um, but yeah. Lot, like, I know here recently, um, like I learned how to meditate more. Um, music is a big one for me. Um, and my faith, like, man upstairs is what keeps me going. I know that for sure. So, and and I'm, I'm, I'm big on giving him his props because I know that I wouldn't be where I'm at now without him. Um, and I really try my best to continue to build myself both mentally, physically, and spiritually. Um, I think they're all connected. I think they are all very essential part of life. Um, and, you know, you have to be able to navigate through each one, allowing yourself some grace and also allowing yourself to make mistakes because we're human. We're not perfect. You know what I mean? Um, and knowing that there are going to be days that I don't feel well and I don't always have to push myself. I think, I think a lot of times I have trained my mind to feel like I have to push and I don't always have to push above the limit you know sometimes my body just needs rest and I need to just listen to my body which is sometimes hard for me and that's something that I'm continuing to work on like I'm a work in progress I don't ever want anybody to feel like I got this thing all figured out I have it way more figured out than what I did before but I'm still learning as I go along and I think a big a big thing for me is you know knowing my limits and sitting down when I need to sit down and Resting when I need to resting, learning to say no, you know, because sometimes I can be out here pushing myself to help somebody else and knowing that I'm gonna be mad when I get home because I ain't gonna have no more energy left. <laughs> but <Yeah>. um, <laughs> um, that's that's just me. I I don't know if that I'll be trying to change it, but sometimes it gets a little hard. But I'm I'm learning to to put more effort into me, put more time into me because. Um, Day. That's all I got. Yeah, because it's because like it's like from listening to your journey, um, like um, it like from sound like you have been through quite a lot, like uh, especially like um, like as you said, like at the start of your journey, the the best thing was for you was like being able to have like like a like, like a child of your own and like like being able to happen while having Crohn's disease because like. Uh, that could be, I was imagine being hard while being and maybe pain as well, like yourself, and trying to be like being like active for him. For him. Right. right, and that was that was something that I, I kind of you know, rumbled with because, like I said, when he was young, my body was you know not in a good you know situation. My Crohn's was really trying to beat me up, and so I couldn't. And he's, he's young and a toddler, so, you know, he wants to run. He don't understand, you know, he wants to run and play. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm like, mommy got to lay down, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Go find your dad. <laughs> but, um, like I said, I have been blessed with a great support system. Um, so, I have been able to, you know, take those moments that I need, you know, when I have had to sit out very 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 blessed and grateful for that um, but everybody doesn't have that you know and that's something that we have to respect that's something we have to understand that everybody doesn't have that support you know there are people out here who are just, just them and they're, they're navigating through being a mom they're navigating through being um, you know at their jobs and they're navigating through dealing with their diseases and anything else that may come along I think uh, everyone does find a kind of a way to try and like like put up with it, and which is which can be hard at times because like um like everyone like, maybe experience pain differently, and um like um and and that is hard to explain like even though Crohn's can be hard to explain as well because everyone experiences like they're differently like you might say to one person like I think people sometimes who may be not aware of it kind of do say it's like a, a like tummy condition where you need a toilet a bit more but uh, like I think that that's our job isn't it like to make sure that people know it's not just that it's a bit more than that right. um, and I think that's something that I've 
you know you learn you learn to you learn to adapt to it and you learn to make the changes that they come you know when when that time allows so yeah like i said that's one good reason that um i really started pursuing my passion and my purpose more to advocate and be a patient advocate and help others um, and to be a leader ambassador because like I said, it's, it's a lot of the unknown. It's a lot of, you know, questions out here that we, you know, haven't answered. And it's a lot that people don't know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It takes people like me and you to be putting it out there. Yeah, like, like raising awareness and like we are now live, but like just talking about like your journey and, and like, I think that's really good when people do that and want to speak about it, which helps. Yeah, you don't know who you're helping either, do you? Nope. Nope. So, um, well, 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 thank you again. Um, it, it, it's been a really good uh, to talk to you and hear, hear your journey. Yes, it's been great, Mason. I really appreciate. It. I was like, what? Mason want to talk to me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, it, it's brilliant, like raising awareness, like what, what you're doing, and uh, like if you, like, I think we all do, do our part, like continue. Who, 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 the people who want to raise awareness, so uh, maybe that's edging closer to a cure one day. Absolutely, yes, I totally agree with that. Yeah. So thank you again, and uh, have a nice rest of the day. You too. Thank you. <laughs> Take care. Take care. Bye. All right.